the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. <laughs> Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrew K. Show. I was sitting there listening to that open and thinking, yeah, I'm a bad girl. Um, you know, it's funny because when it comes to sharing my opinion, most of, I, I, well, really, it's very rare for me to ever hold back, right? Because y'all know who I am. I mean, my my moniker is dynamite in a dress. Uh, but sometimes I feel guilty. I feel like a bad girl for saying something that a lot of people don't want to hear, like it's March Madness time. And I've never watched a single basketball game, a part of anything called March Madness. Could not be less interested Okay, would rather eat sushi, and y'all know how much I don't like the sushi. Okay, and watch Breaking Bad. It, no, oh, you're comparing Breaking Bad to March Madness. I think you'd rather bring, watch. Breaking oh well, Bad yeah, Breaking Bad. I mean, this is something that's inarguable that it's the best TV show in history. So anyway, no, don't be adding me, coming to me, asking me if I'm if I've got any brackets for March Madness. I don't know anything about basketball. Okay, so there's that. All right, um, and if you want to argue with me, Skins and I have a debate as to what the best TV show in history is. We'll save twenty-four. We're, we'll 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 save that for another segment because we got to get into a very serious topic, and it's always an honor to have this gentleman on my show. I consider him a hero because uh, we use that term, you know, for too many too many people. But I, my definition of somebody who's a hero is somebody who's willing to risk something and put themselves out there, risk uh, some income, risk their reputation, just really put themselves on the line. And this gentleman did it, and he's been a guest on the Andrew K. Show before. So, and you guys, he's a fan favorite. So, you recognize the name George Carneal, who documented his journey uh, in a book called "From Queer to Christ: My Journey into the Light." And I think it's very courageous that he tells his story in media and that he comes on my show. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show, George Carneal. Thanks, Andrea. Would you be my publicist, please? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be happy to. Um, So, yeah, because I want to get your story out and have more people hear it. And first of all, you're brave in telling your story in the book. You're also brave in speaking out against the transgender movement in particular and how it's, it's being used as a force against children. And I saw this article. I haven't heard anybody else talking about about it before you tell everybody about the story uh well first of all 
before I get into it, it's like, uh, it, you know, uh, it, from the Academy Awards, it, you know, what, the guy who won Best Picture standing up there going, some basically trying to bash those of us who dare to question drag queens and drag queen story hour to children. There's something wrong with us. We're just transphobic. We're just scared of these trans people. Well, you know, we've got grown biological males putting makeup on and gyrating around what could go wrong, right? Well, evidently, you've got a story to share about a transgender daycare worker who's been charged with sexually abusing a baby. Tell everybody about this story. Yeah, first of all, you shouldn't be uh, afraid of the transgender individuals. I'm not. It's just that it's they're, they're, most of them or a lot of them are just unhinged. Right. If you dare to even uh, say something that offends them, that's what we're worried about. But well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Excuse me for interrupting. I actually and, and I, you know, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. But, you know, I said, hey, uh, you know, one of my friends in college worked at the Emporium at LSU. It was five dollars all you could drink on Wednesdays. And my friends and I would go and there'd be drag shows. And you know what? It's adult entertainment. What you do as an adult, I don't have a problem with. Don't try to force it on children and don't try to force me to participate in it in terms of using pronouns you demand, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Don't force me to be participating in that um but but what's happening is it's now being used uh to drag children into it no pun intended so that's where i've really gotten and and you know uh gays against groomers is is a part of this movement as well so thank you for clarifying that um so now what happened with this transgender daycare worker yes well it was alleged that he uh dressed as she um i guess molested or touched the child inappropriately and was arrested. What was sickening was the the media who reported it still referred to him as a her, even though his name was released eventually as uh, a male. And then the sad part of this and the bigger agenda is this. This is really a Trojan horse yes. for drag queens or these transgender individuals, many of whom who have been arrested for possessing child pornography or are on the sex offender registry list. Uh, but all because we are under the guise of political correctness, and God forbid we offend the LGBT community, it's allowing these individuals to slip through the cracks mm-hmm. and to get access to these children. And this is what people are not understanding. I'm so tired of people and as a whole and in general seeing this as some cute thing that all oh, these drag queens are performing and they're reading uh, storybooks to children. They are grooming these kids. And what people really don't understand is what they are doing is grooming them to believe that this is normal. And yes. then they're, that kind of muddies the moral compass right there. But once they go into the gay lifestyle and they are around predators and in a very adult oriented environment, People don't really understand what the homosexual or the LGBT lifestyle is really like. What you are seeing on the surface is all surface is all a lie. But once they go into that life, they're they're going to go down a road of where it is going to absolutely destroy their life and they're not going to find any peace. We must stand against this agenda and stop worrying about being called homophobic, transphobic, racist, sexist, bigoted, whatever they want to call you. I don't care what people call me. We must think about the children. Yes. And and so when we are in alignment with God's will and fighting the back against everything that God's word deems immoral 
and we are also trying to fight for these children. It's the right thing to do, and if we stay focused on that, then we should have no problems with being bold and speaking out, and I just appreciate people like you willing to have the dialogue and the conversation and exposing this so we can warn people. We've got to protect mm-hmm. these children. Absolutely. I posted um, a meme the other day on Facebook yesterday. I love to post other people's brilliance, uh, and it was this, and I thought it might resonate with you. Let me see if I can find it. I should have had it pulled up, but it just popped into my brain. Um, so hang on just a second. I'm not so great with the technology, George. Um, <laughs> so hang on just a second. I'm going to find it. Uno momento. It was a quote about people leaving. Um, here it is. Uh, Shane Pruitt, I don't know who this is, said, when people, quote, leave Christianity because the church won't affirm or celebrate their lifestyle choices, people aren't leaving religion. They're just joining a new one where the object of worship is self. And and how this, why this popped into my brain with you is that, you know, we don't... We, we don't even have churches, uh, you know, right now that are standing up uh, for children against this as much. It's not just LBGTQ people leaving the church because the, because churches aren't saying, um, I, I mean, I agree with the quote, but I think we've even got a problem within the church to where uh, it's not even just LBGTQ people leaving the church because they're going to a church that doesn't embrace their changes or their choices. We actually don't have enough churches and Christian leaders out there speaking up on this issue and fighting for children because if this isn't a hill you're willing to die on as a christian fighting for the immorality of what is being done to children in uh from the pedophilia aspect to where pedophiles need to get access to children and not every drag queen is is a pedophile trying to have sex with your kid but this this is an open door for them it's a way for for pedophiles to get into your the locker room to share a shower room with your child to get into a bathroom with your child this is about ultimately normalizing sex with children. And I don't think we've got enough Christians uh, and and Christian leaders speaking up about this. Do you? We don't. And Andrea, I will tell you the most frustrating thing for me is the doors that continue to be slammed shut for me to get into the churches to sound this alarm. They are a bunch of cowards. I will actually have pastors, deacons, Christians tell me, you know, this is great about your ministry. We have people struggling with this issue. We'd love to get you in so you can sound the alarm and warn people. And, of course, I do it in love. And then they never follow through because they are cowards. And this is why Christians are sitting there with their heads in the sand, believing what the media and Hollywood and the LGBT activists and what the liberal theologians are saying. They have no clue about the reality of that life. And this is not me being a self-loathing homosexual. I lived the life for 25 years. I gave them 25 years of my life to try to find peace and to find what it was I was looking for. And little did I know it was never going to be found in anything other than Christ. And thank God he was patient with me and pulled me out of that lifestyle. And I thank God and praise him that I had Christians in my life who weren't woke, who didn't support this crappy agenda. And they actually told me the truth of God's word and love. And I was eventually able to get out of that life. I've been out for 15 years and I am free from that bondage. They must be told the truth of God's word. 
Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I get attacked so many times. I think I might have mentioned this to you the last time you were on the show. They want to say, oh, uh, I even saw a viral video uh, the other day of this woman saying, drag queens aren't the problem. I got sexually molested or, or by this man over here in this church. They like to do the whataboutism. They also like to uh, say that Jesus loved everybody. Um, and Jesus broke bread and, and had dinner with sinners. And it's like, yeah, he did, but he did it. Uh, and, and their argument is that Jesus is inclusive, right? Jesus is gay. Jesus is trans. Right. Jesus is this. No, Jesus broke bread. Jesus did love everybody. And he had dinner with them. And in the course of that, he told them to stop their sin. Didn't he? Absolutely. Yes. And you know what, Andrea, in the back of my book, I take all of those or most of those talking points that the liberal theologians and the LGBT activists use, and I debunk them with scripture. When I came out of that lifestyle, it was like I had to go through a deprogramming process from that cult. And that's what it is, because your mind is so screwed up and damaged by the lies that they tell you. And it really took time for God to help me to understand the reality of his and the truth of his word, which helped me to get my head on straight. And that's why I don't I no longer debate these people and I'm not going to listen to their garbage. They messed with my mind for 25 years. They're not getting another 25 minutes of my life. It is wrong. It is an abomination, but God does love them. Jesus died on the cross for them. But the only way they're going to be free from this bondage is by understanding the truth of God's word and sitting sitting in a church under the power and conviction of the Holy Spirit by the pastor who has the guts to speak the truth of God's word in love. Yes, call out the homosexual sin, but also call out the heterosexual sin. We must be fair. God hates the sin of both heterosexuals and homosexuals, but he loves us. Jesus died for us, and there is hope in Christ. Absolutely. We're talking to George Carnell, author of From Queer to Christ, My Journey into the Light. I tell you something else. God loves transgenders, but we were all wonderfully made in the image of God, and there is not 73 genders, George Carnell. There is male and there is female. There is man and there is woman. And it's an abomination to, you have the right in this country, if you're an adult, you want to, you know, remove somebody part. Uh, it doesn't change uh, your gender. Uh, you can try to add something onto your body. It doesn't change your gender. And the mutilation of children in this country is a complete abomination. And, uh, it, it and, and I want to play a clip for the listeners and for you as well. Minnesota Lieutenant Governor Penny Flanagan, uh, talking about sex changes on minors. I don't know what it's like to be in the gay lifestyle, but I do know what it's like to be a, a child and think a mistake had been made. And I was a, ch- a boy trapped in a girl's body before puberty kicked in. And I would have been murdered. If I had had people like this uh, in charge of public policy, elected officials, as well as what's going on in our schools, I would have likely been murdered by these people who would have gone around behind my parents' back and gotten me to have body parts hacked off and have me chemically castrated. Please play clip five. Because let's be clear. This is life-affirming and life-saving health care. When our children tell us who they are, it is our job as grown-ups to listen and to believe them. That's what it means to be a good parent. 
wrong, George Carneal. What it means to be a good parent is to is to uh, be the parent in the room and tell your child, no, you can't eat Pop-Tarts every night for dinner. No, you can't drink alcohol at six years of, of age. And no, you're not a, a boy trapped in a girl's body, which is what my parents, two Marines, did. And that's what it means to be a good parent. And this is not this is not life affirming. This is murder of children. Am I wrong? It makes my blood boil. She's an idiot, and they're playing on the, the, the feelings and the, they're guilting parents. Let me make it clear. I was in that life. No one's going to find peace in that life. If you look at the suicide statistics of yes. those in Europe where they fully support the LGBT agenda, if you look at the suicide stats for the gays and lesbians and then the transgender individuals, they are just as significantly high as they are here in the U.S. It has nothing to do with people not affirming them it has to do with what they are doing is wrong it's an abomination god's not going to give us peace in anything that we do that goes against his word whether you're gay straight if it's pornography drugs alcohol whatever it is and people must stop allowing themselves to be manipulated emotionally by this garbage it's the right thing for to do for the parents to find out if their child is going through this to sit down and talk to them and to get them to the right kind of counseling from a Christian counselor who can lovingly steer them on the right track and hopefully get them some help and help them to work through this. Because just like you, Andrea, in my preteens, I wanted to be a girl. I would dress up as a girl. Thank God I didn't live in this day and age because I would mm-hmm. be adamant to my parents. I need to be a warm, a girl and I want to take the hormone blockers. I would have destroyed my life, Ugh. but it was a phase and I moved through it. Right. Thank God you and I, yeah. didn't have our lives destroyed by this. Right. So people must stand against this. And if it's and if it is affirming and if it's changing lives for the better, why are there so many transgender individuals on social media detransitioning, mm-hmm. sharing the horror stories of the surgeries and what has happened to their lives? And these doctors are getting rich while these poor transgender individuals are having to pick up the pieces of their shattered lives. It's all a bunch of lying. It's a bunch of BS. And that woman is, does not know what she's talking about. And I'm sick and tired of people pushing this agenda because it is harming the lives of these children. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Everybody needs to get his book from queer to Christ. My journey into the light. George Carneal, appreciate you so much for, for what you do. God bless you. Andrea, may I say one thing? Yes. If they have questions, they can go to my website. It's georgecarneal.com, C-A-R-N-E-A-L, and they'll see a lot of um, information on there if they're looking for some information to help deal with this issue. Awesome. Thank you again so much. Appreciate you. All right. Take good care, my friend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Stay tuned. We got more to talk about on the other side of the break. Kareem Jean-Pierre. Talk about a nonsensical word salad today about the border. I'd feel sorry for her, but you know what? I can't because this is when diversity hires uh, really have no business uh, being on the taxpayer payroll. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. You know what? You know how I know my immune system is spot on, it's strong. Because I managed to survive coming in and using the same mic with the same old big sponge. What do you guys call? What do you? What do you radio people call? That's a mic sock. A, a mic sock. This sock is filthy. Okay, filthy, as we say in the South. Um, just joking, but seriously, I was just realizing this thing is just like fuzzy, and I don't even know. 
Uh, I, I, don't, I have no idea what a sock has been. Okay. <laughs> Time to wash the sock. Time to wash the sock. In some bleach, okay, and some Clorox. Okay, um, can we have a giggle about Corrine Jean-Pierre, KGP, diversity hire, mop head? Uh, here is her today. Um, having, I, I, I got to give her a Southern bless her heart because this is just about the dumbest I've ever heard anybody sound behind uh, the, the mic as White House spokes clip for. Uh, look, we're going to secure the border. Uh, and do the work that uh, you've heard from uh, from Mayorkas on this. Do the work, Secretary Mayorkas, on this. Do the work to continue to do that. <laughs> We're going to do the work to continue to do that, to, do, to continue to do that work. <laughs> uh, look, we're going to secure the border. Uh, and do the work that uh, you've heard from uh, from Mayorkas on this. Do the work, Secretary Mayorkas, on this. Do the work to continue to do that. <laughs> That so reminds me of that skit from In Living Color. The uh, let me flagellate on your prostate. <laughs> A show that could not exist today. Unfortunately. No, that was Damon Wayans as the prisoner. Right. And then at the end. Oh, he would he talked all kinds of nonsense with his big word salads. And at the end, it was like, you know, they would say, stay in school, foo. Back when late night comedy was funny, Andrea. Oh my gosh, that show was hilarious. Oh, and and it and it was it was good almost towards the end with Jamie Fox. Oh, it was. Playing, oh my gosh, absolutely hilarious. You know what's equally hilarious is we've got uh, the latest. Uh, we need to come up with a name for this segment: the "What's Racist Now" segment. Um, I imagine in Living Color having some fun with stories like. Oh, this. Oh, they probably would. Right, because oh, remember Mo Money. Mo money, mo money, mo money. <laughs> that was a van of a dude in, with uh, standing in the back um, uh, selling stolen So many goods. great skits on that oh show. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, okay. So um, they, would, they would have fun mocking stories like this. We've got a Loyola uh, professor, associate professor of marketing, by the way, Jenna Drenton, who has come out and said, wait till y'all hear, wait for it. That organized pantries are racist and sexist. Um, so now, if you have your food organized in a pantry, that's racist. Skins, can you help me to understand why it's racist if you've got your cans and your last separated time, I mean, from I have your a very box well goods? organized pantry. The last yes. time I organized my pantry, Andrea, that the last thing that came to my mind was any ethnicity or background. I mean, is is the implication here that people of color are messy pigs? Is that what we're talking about here? I that's not that's not anything I've ever heard a white person say. I've been in the homes of African Americans who were way immaculate, or, immaculate, and talk about organized. Here's her assertion. Here's her underlying premise. Through her research at Loyola University, Associate Professor of Marketing Jenna Drenton noticed a recent uptick in what she calls, quote, pantry porn, which is a plethora of social media videos where women show off their fully stocked kitchen and methodically organized home supplies. You know what? Let me tell you, that's not my idea of visual porn, okay? My my porn imagery is I love looking at interior design and I marvel and I'm impressed at those who have decorating skills and I like watching food. I actually resent 
the women that I see with all of their food, all organized in their little canisters, and they got this this Oreo canister here, and they got all this this canisters all perfectly labeled, and everything's all organized. It I I, I don't want to watch anything that makes me feel worse bad about myself. How is that porn to anybody? The assertion that every woman out there gets excited. And, and loves looking at organized pantries is offensive. So first of all, you're being sexist. So in, in, this is so typical liberal. Here they are accusing somebody else of being sexist and racist when they're the ones who's racist and sexist. It's always the way it works. It's, it, it, Democrats are always the ones who are racist and sexist because they're the ones who view everything through the lens of skin color and what parts you have between your legs. Or imaginary parts now, Right. She goes on, though. It gets worse from here. While minimalist designs used to represent an anti-consumption mindset, uh, the new minimalism is more is more, so long as it's not dirty or cluttered. No wonder liberals, uh, liberals, which they're not liberals really, are so miserable because it's like they can't turn their heads off from looking for something to be unhappy about. Right? I should be able to be as cluttered, as organized, as disorganized, as minimalist as I want to be. Right. And so now we're trying, and and by the way, you're trying to women shame. You're trying to shame women that might be proud of the fact that maybe they spent an entire Saturday going through the junk drawer and organizing it. And good on them. Right. Allow people to be themselves and post what they want without trying, constantly looking for it. To try to claim that it's racist and sex it. I'm sick of you people. I'm sick of all y'all trying to play this game on us. And it gets even worse. Oh, there's more? Oh, there's more. Because now we get into the history. Are you ready for it? Uh, I'm not, but go ahead. (laughs) Historically, Drenton says that tidiness is intertwined with status and a person's messiness often breeds assumptions about a person's capacity to be responsible and respectful. Okay, so now... Poor people are, 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 are untidy. Who said that? I don't know anybody who said that, but you, lady. You could maybe claim that historically it was people of greater wealth that had enough room in their house to set aside a special place to organize their food. But that doesn't mean that poor people weren't tidy. Have you ever read the, the Little House on the Prairie books? I'm talking about these people all living, you know, five people in 200 square feet. Talk about having to be tidy. And they were poor, like P.O. Poe. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid and ridiculous. And by the way, you know, poor, poor, there's poor people that are white people, poor Irish people, or, you know, all kinds of all poor. over the place. Cleanliness has historically been used as a cultural gatekeeping mechanism. Since when? Since never. Since never. I've never, I grew up in the deep south and I have never heard anybody try to make the connection between how organized your food is in a cupboard or a pantry to your race or your status ever in my entire life. But it gets worse. <laughs> this is to reinforce status distinctions based on a vague understanding of niceness. So now it's even worse. It's now it's not just about money. It's not just about your race. But now supposedly it has to do with whether or not you're nice. Some of the nicest people like my Val gal. I hope she's not listening. 
I love my Valgal so much. She's literally my underwire bra. She is literally a sister to me. But her home is like a museum. Like, have I ever seen a speck of dirt in this woman's home? Did she ever have a child grow up there because I've never seen a toy out of place? You open up her refrigerator door and there, and it's like everything is... Outlines around where everything should be. With paper towels underneath of every item so there's never a spill. I mean, you don't wear shoes in her home. One time it was one in the morning and I'm like, what is that noise? And we were having an event that I was there for the next day at the house. And, and, and I turned to her husband and, and, and I look over the balcony downstairs and I see she, and I'm like, oh, of course she's vacuuming. Cause isn't that what everybody does at 1am? Everybody does that. <laughs> everybody does that. Okay. The most generous, kind, loving, gracious human being on the planet. Stop judging. Stop judging. And let me tell you, she has gone through extreme poverty at times in her life. And she grew up and comes from dirt poor people in the South. Knock this crap off. I'm sick of it. Going to take a break. We come back. Should we have some giggles at the expense of Kamala Harris? Should we talk about that? Or should we, or should we play some of our Kennedy clips? No, we got to play my man Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Y'all going to love this. Even though it has to do with military in Ukraine. But you're going to love our man Kennedy. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K show. Now here's Andrea K. <laughs> yes. We were just having some fun during the break. Lost track of time, did we? <laughs> Looking at pictures, but this yes. time not food. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um okay, so I was just uh, and then before we start talking about that, I was just checking I got a message from a friend of mine where we've been hotly debating uh Ukraine. Um and um one of the things we I, we talked about the other day was that um, Tucker Carlson has sent a questionnaire to Republicans running in 2024 about Ukraine. Interesting comments um, uh, from those. Trump was one of the ones who said, DeSantis said, you know, we didn't need to send troops over there. I can't remember all of his answers. I think Trump was the one who was basically like, NATO needs to needs to step up. You know, uh, you know, why are we footing it all when it's when it's our allies over there who should be spending the money? Where is Europe in defending Europe? Right. And so he's so uh, good on foreign affairs. He's so. Yeah. Well, first president in decades. They didn't No wars. No wars. Right. Peace through strength. There's a reason because he you might not like the guy, but he was respected. Right. In fact, and so Senator Senator Kennedy was asked about Ukraine and along those lines today, not just about because of Ukraine, but also because we've seen the, the footage that came out of Russia dumping fuel to destroy our drone. And, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the Barney Fife response, you know, stop, stop or I'll say stop again. Right. So Kennedy was asked about all this today. And here's one of the first things he said, a la Reagan, about peace and Trump about how peace doesn't come from kowtowing, it comes from strength. Clip one. What I would say to the American people and also to President Biden, number one, peace through weakness never works. Number two, weakness only invites the wolves. Yeah. Hello. 
There's a reason why Putin took a four-year hiatus and went around probably vacationing somewhere when Trump was in office. It, it, you know, Trump administration was bookended by Democrats and bookended with Biden. And when did Putin go into Ukraine during Obama-Biden? Took a four-year break and then went back into Ukraine, right? It's not hard. Right. Uh, speaking of our, quote, allies needing to step up the spending, including Germany, here's what our man Kennedy had to say. Final th- uh, question on your piece. It's on foxnews.com. You just put it up. Mm-hmm. Germany's not pulling its weight, you say, Senator. You point out that current spending by share of GDP would not even place Germany in the top 10 nations in terms of financial support for Ukraine. Not only has Germany been slow to pull out its pocketbook, but it appears to be in no rush to send weapons either. Before moving an inch, Germany demands the United States move a mile. And so far, the Biden administration appears to be playing along. Okay, so you're calling out Germany. I mean, what is the risk in doing that right now? None, in my judgment. (laughs) If Germany gets mad... I don't want them to, but if they do, they need to call someone who cares. Because yeah. I love Germany. Boom. Call someone who cares. I mean, this is Sandra Smith, fellow LSU grad who actually got her degree, same place I did, SEBA, Center for Engineering and Business Administration. So she's quite smart. I will give her that since she graduated the same college I did. Uh, but it's like, you're calling Germany out. Oh, what the huh? Oh, my God. That's so scary. Isn't that just so risky? And he's like, No. This is what I'm saying. This is what Trump was saying. Why did we not have Putin go in? Peace through strength. Why did we, why did we, why were we able to take out ISIS during Trump? Peace through strength. Why were we able to, uh, to handle ISIS? Taking out, we took out uh, and deal with Syria and, and not take our troops out and didn't lose a bunch of lives. Peace through strength. And Why also, was there peace in the Middle East? Right. You want to know one of the reasons? It wasn't just the Abraham Accords. It wasn't just how we got different different countries like Saudi Arabia to work with us in terms of, of dealing with Syria and all that. It was also because he dropped the mother of all bombs over in uh, Afghanistan. And he took out Soleimani, who was Iran's number one terrorist dude and was really the mastermind behind Iran being the number one state sponsor of terror and the dude probably most responsible for killing the largest number of Americans over in the Iraq and Afghanistan war, as well as on the ground in Syria. That's how you have peace in this country. And yet it was Democrats who said before Trump took office, well, he's going to get us into Warmonger. third. He's going to get us into the third when next world war. And we had four years of peace, peace through strength. Um, Kennedy, the, the, you know, this is some hero of the week kind of stuff. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, for 20- And we, uh, we're going to be trying to get him on here very, very soon. Yeah, we are. we got to reach out to him, fellow LSU grad. Oh, you're right. During the break, you were telling me that last article about the professor saying that pantries are, are pantry yeah. porn and racist and, and status and sexist. That is a good nominee for, for- – 100%. I mean, that's yeah. foul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Um, let's go ahead and play this Harris clip. Because we can, because Harris is a perpetual, speaking of 2024, she is a perpetual stink of the week. And here's, so she evidently went on, what was it, on Jimmy Kimmel's show? Or I don't watch any of these late night guys. They all look the same to me. Either Jimmy Kimmel or maybe she, what's, who's the other one? Who's, who's, 
Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Um, I'm not sure which show she went on, um, but one of the clips, um, I forgot to try to pull that one today, is she was asked about what the vice president job is, and she went on and on and on with a word salad, and finally he goes, okay, but you never answered my question. <laughs> and then here's, yeah, here's what um, she had to say about 2024 clip eight. As our Joe Biden has said, he intends to run, and if he does, I will be running with him. Okay, so he does intend to run. Okay, okay is is that a canned laugh track? I mean, is that, that sounds like a canned laugh track out of the I Love Lucy days. Oh, it's great, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when I, I was telling you, I thought Joe would be out in six months. Well, there's a reason he's and, still there. And it's her. It's absolutely her. They don't want her anywhere near that office. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, and by the way, they, uh, what are they going to do? They, they, they can't push him out at this point because they can't make her pee and he can't run in 20. They're, they're trying to figure it out. You know what's actually silver lining? Nancy Pelosi is no longer third in line. Yeah. Um, I think, I think they're going to try to push Gavin Newsom. I, you know, uh, they got a pickle on their hands in terms of what, but there's no way I say it right now, unless some people are saying today that 2020, they blew all their wad, they played all their cards. The only way Joe Biden runs in 2024 with V with Kamala on the VP ticket is if, if, if they run them, that's how you know that they've got a fix planned. You know what? That's a pretty solid analysis. We'll know that they've got to say, fix. Oh, there's no way. There's no way but that heck, could win. he beat Obama. Yeah, 80 million votes. All right, speaking of 2024, we're going to take a break. We come back. What did uh, former, speaking of former vice presidents, what did uh, Mike Pence say today that was really, really offensive? If this guy thinks it's going to get, it's going to have any sway with MAGA or within anybody, really, um, he needs to get some new scriptwriters ASAP. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Well, um, Didn't turn your mic on, sorry. Yeah, welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I thought it sounded a little odd. Um, hey, we're just the crack AK crew here, man. We have we have fun. So if there's any little tech glitches, we don't worry too much about it. Um, because that's what radio is. Okay, so, um, hey... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, Friday's the end of Friday show we do here of the weekend, stink of the week. Here's another nominee. Uh, I got to be working on some heroes. All right. So Mike Pence nominee for stink of the week. He made some comments in a group of journal jur- uh, with a group of alleged journalists. We have so few of alleged journalists these days, um, obviously knowing it would be made public. And it was a part of the one of the things those who know me really well know that I really despise within uh, 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 is when I'm dealing with people that like to play the good Christian, bad Christian game. We are all sinners. We all fall all short. fall short. We all fall short. I don't subscribe to the, I consider it legalism when somebody says you're a good Christian if, uh, fill in the blank. You never watch a movie with a swear word. Yeah, there are things you, you should aspire to, but we're all going to mess up. Yeah, and so this good Christian, bad Christian uh, stuff, it, it, anytime anybody tries to play that game on me or anybody else, I question them and their belief. It 
it doesn't affect me because to me it's 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 completely antithetical it's it's not biblical and that includes pence's uh, reported comments uh he's he um in which he took a swipe at trump's claims to be a christian look i've had paula white on my show in which she talked about the the visits she made to trump tower and how they sat there and prayed for eight hours straight with no break to eat uh, before he made the decision to run for office. I don't like anybody questioning anybody else's Christianity. I'll just say it straight up. That's just messed up. I don't question anybody else. I may question your behavior, but I never question anybody's belief system. You cannot look inside my heart and know what my relationship is with Jesus Christ. Shame on you, Mike Pence. Here's what he said. I once invited President Trump to Bible study, supposedly. He really liked the passages about the smiting and perishing of thine enemies. As he put it, you know, Mike... There's some really good stuff in there. A, I don't believe that he said that to Mike Pence. Pence goes on and said that um, I read that some of those classified documents they found at Mar-a-Lago were actually stuck in the president's Bible, which proves he had absolutely no idea they were there. You know what, Mike Pence? You just keep revealing who you really are. Yeah, keep, keep talking. Yeah, Mr. Charlatan. Mr. Charlatan. You know how we know he's a charlatan? Because when was the last time you saw him speaking up about the cultural Marxist Ju- uh, attack on our Judeo-Christian? Pr- None. He's nothing but a deep. He has sold his soul to the evils of the swamp. Even the fly has left. Even the fly has abandoned him. The fly died. The fly died. He killed the, you know, his his duplicity killed the fly. So, you know, I, I does that mean Mike Pence is going to go to hell? I have no idea if Mike Pence that's believes. That's between Mike Pence and God. That's between Mike Pence and God. You know, John 3, 16, whoever believes in Jesus, you know, Christ is, is saved. And, you but know, again, to question the uh, former yeah. President Trump on that, that, that's despicable. I'm calling out his behavior. That behavior is shame on you, Mike Pence. You might need to lift up a little, you know, Lord, forgive me, because I, you know, because um, I kind of, I kind of sinned there when I bad mouthed and gossiped and committed, a, committed a few sins there in my nasty comments that I made under your name. I kind of blasphemed you, Lord, when I, when I committed some sins of mean spiritedness, uh, gossiping, trying to hurt another human being by damaging his reputation, um, by questioning somebody's uh, uh, belief in you, Lord, by questioning somebody else's faith on the basis of works, because we all know, Lord, that the Bible says, not of works, lest ye boast. Gee, Mike Pence, it might have been a while since you cracked your Bible open. Okay. Spiritual mic drop. Thank you. We've all sinned. We all fall short and fall sin of the glory of God. All right. Hey, tune in tomorrow night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Might be a chance for you to win that $50 gift certificate for the best store in San Diego, Iron Mountain Outfitters. Tune in, download the podcast, and tune in tomorrow night. Love you all. Peace out.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.